Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Previously on D&D&D. Why are we in a boat? Yeah, well, this is Ryleth. He is a man of the company, and we're going to go pick up Marge and Flack right now. Hey, we do have a turtle in a box now. You load the chest into the boat, and you cast off. Ryleth makes a sign with his hands, and you start to sail. You're not what I expected, Ryleth. How's that? Why did you kill Jason Chode? I didn't make the call, but it was clear that he was no longer adding value to our company. You need to be adding value or your dead weight. Are those drawings? In my book? Yeah. I like to draw. What of it? Who's that? And I point at a lady. That's none of your concern. Sleep. And then he puts you <laughs> sleep. Ryleth. Brixen. What do you know about Brixen? It's a real tragedy. So strange. Such out-of-character behavior from those mountain orcs. But... There they were, looking down on the people of Brixton and wondering, how come they have what we don't? It didn't take a lot to convince them to see for themselves. It didn't take much. God damn it! He fucking goes to the vial and throws it at him. <laughs> what? Whoa! This vial will make someone go explode. He catches your wrist. This might be a conversation for another day. And he removes the ring of secrecy from Marjorie's hand. Whoa! And he puts it on himself. There's more going on than you know. This guy is a bastard. Welcome to D&D&D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Gressel. With me today are the fun people. Say hi, fun people. Hi, hi fun Hi there. Hello. Welcome to this session. Mm. You would think by now, every single time you ask us say hi, fun people, I would be able to come up with like a new clever way to do it because I know it's coming. And I don't. I just say hi. That's all you need to do. We have done about 60-something session recordings. And I've Bruh. not grown <laughs> sixty. We could recordings. do the uh, we could do the uh, the, the movie wave? heavyweights when we do hi hi hi. Uh, no, give yeah, Camp Hope good. the Camp Hope. We, welcome. we should have that conversation before we start recording, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's a good point. I'll I'll bring them next week. All right, cool. We definitely won't forget. We definitely we're setting won't forget. expectations high for the next. Uh, <laughs> we're setting them high, high, high. high, high uh, <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> Perfect. So we are still, of course, recording at a distance, and we are not having a meal, and we will be donating the cost I would normally spend the meal to a food-based charity. And this session's charity is the Okra Project, uh, which I uh, discovered recently thanks to a just general increase in activism in recent weeks. And it's very cool that it's led to the discovery of some of these cool charities uh, additionally, after I had seen it and decided that we were going to do the Okra Project, a uh, listener, Plix King on Instagram, messaged us and brought it to our attention. So thank you, Plix King, for that. They are a very cool food-based charity that 
pays black trans chefs to go into the homes of black trans people to cook them a healthy and home-cooked meal at absolutely no cost to the people involved. It is a very cool project that does food education, cooking education, as well as helping feed those in need really dig what they do uh their mission statement says during the middle passage our african ancestors snuck okra onto captive ships to sustain themselves and plant in the new world black diaspora cooking traditions have often used the okra plant for its versatility and it is often associated with health prosperity and community in this spirit the okra project hopes to extend free delicious and nutritious meals to black trans people experiencing food insecurity really cool stuff Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about okra. I, I love the symbolism in in okra. So it's like it okra is not native at all to the Americas, then. I don't believe so. I think it was imported in that most unfortunate way. But that's really cool what they are doing. We are excited to support them. Yeah, that's a really good one. It's a cool thing. So check out the okra project. They are at the okraproject dot com. I always like when there's a cause where it's like, this is the thing that we're doing instead of like, we're raise- raising money for just, gen- you know, mm-hmm. general mm-hmm. stuff. Grassroots mm-hmm. organizations. And you don't really know like how it's being done or implemented. This is like, no, we're doing this thing. Yeah, it's it's very clear right there on their homepage of like, this is what one session of like paying the chef, the groceries That's cool. to feed these people costs. And that is a cool thing. So we will be doing that. If you have means and are interested, check them out. Okraproject.com. We're going to get back into where we left off in the story. Some new developments as you've met a new character. Uh, We have put a name to Little Tad, and he is now known uh, as Ryleth, the member of the Ombre Coast Trading Company, who has uh, brought you onto his boat to take you from the Tortle Archipelago to the parent island. You had some interesting one-on-one conversations where some information was revealed, mm-hmm. and uh, including the fact that evidently Ryleth was able to discern that you had your rings of secrecy active. He pulled Marjorins after putting her to sleep. Real terrifying move. Yeah. Shocking that he could get it off my chubby little tiny gross finger. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's more powerful than you can think about that. (laughs) Margin's always got that like that oil though, like like Mm -hmm. lubing up her joints. Maybe with some of that on the hands. There's other stuff too. She does not wash. (laughs) (laughs) You. We're gonna get back into it. You guys are rested. You guys have recovered all of your health and your um, spell slots. You have tended to your wounds. Your hair has started to grow back for the four of you. It is growing back at speed. So it is not back to where it was, especially for those of you who had long hair. Um, at what speed? Speed enough where, like, you're now all at a, like, long buzz cut. Like a number two all the way across. You're like uh, like Fire Nation Aang. Mm-hmm. How, are those, uh, how are those eyebrows doing? Because I just realized this week oh, that damn. your eyebrows would have been good. gone. Oh, eyebrows are probably back to normal. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. When I think of uh, hair growing at speed, I think of that movie. Um... Oh, no. I just lost it. <laughs> Tangled. Grandma's Boy, where uh, the grandmas get like super high, and she's like, I can hear my yes! hair growing. And that's what I, that's what I keep thinking of. I fucking love Grandma's boy. What a pull. <laughs> it's not as rapid as like the corpse in Indiana Jones and Last Crusade or anything. It's like uh 
you know, but it's it's significant. So you do have like a short buzz cut. You are sailing to the parent island. Ryleth is controlling the sail with some kind of magic, and that's where we are. Real, real quick, Ryleth has two two pins, one pin. Yes, he has a brooch. Yeah, that is a symbol that Marjorie, you recognized. It's this. It's this dissolving hand. I had been saying fading, and and I guess that wasn't getting the message across. And dissolving, I think, is a better way of putting it. It is a hand that is dissolving, like into pixels, kind of. Okay. And Marjorie, you recognized it from your travels throughout your life. You had seen this as kind of like graffiti in places of strife. Strife, yes. And uh, Zabbis, you had seen it on the chest that Hercule was trapped in. You confronted Ryleth about that. Mm-hmm. And Juno, you had seen it in this vision that was provided by the mask of past self. Mm-hmm. So that is the information that you have about him. He has only ad- identified himself as being part of the company, the Ombracos Trading Company. You've rested, you've woken up, but it is not daylight. It looks like late dusk. We haven't just woken up, though. We woke up because Juno threw Vom-Vom on Ryleth. Tried to. Tried to. He Did stopped that it. disturb everybody to wake up, or no? You were magically asleep, Marjorie. Fair. And I think that after that display of force by Ryleth of catching Juno's hand mid-toss and the power play of, I've listened to all of your conversation, it was communicated by him that it would be best for you guys to get your rest in because as he said the situation on the parent island seems to have deteriorated per the information that he has received Mm. um you don't know what this means that was the information that he gave you and he said you guys are going to need your rest uh if you'll remember the reason that he has collected you is because you are some use to them he said to fletch i believe in this kind of work it is best not to outlive your value uh, no, he said that to Marjorie in relation to Jason Chown. You know that they want something from you, and they are keeping you around to get it, presumably. And he has made it known that it would be best if you guys were at full strength. You spent the next part of your journey tending to your wounds and replenishing your spell slots and things. Dude, thank God, because I updated my computer. <laughs> I had my like my sheet open with all of my notes and like spell slots and stuff, and I updated my computer, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> so good timing. <laughs> yep, you're all back to full strength, and you're stirred as you're sailing. What's a stirred? Woken up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was with you, Beth. I, at first, I was like, S-T-U-R-D. I, I'm a real yeah. stirred. <laughs> Did we pick up a, a stirred along the way? I-R-R-E-D. It's a fantasy roleplay game. Maybe that's a new thing we don't know about. <laughs> you are stirred from your rest. Juno, to be clear, was doing no resting, but he was not. He was just sitting quietly. He was not making any more trouble. I imagine that, yeah, Juno was probably dealing with, a, like, trying to put a lot together in his head. Yeah, yeah. Reckoning with this new information. Yeah, that that upends your worldview a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine. You're within sight of land, of the parent island, and you're stirred by a unsettling noise. It's a hissing, like a a 
a steam pipe would give off. There's like a misting sound, and you see that green mist that you've seen before. Uh, and it seems to be billowing out over the water away from the parent island. Those of you who were still kind of settled, Marjorie, uh, probably Flack is in a little bit of a deeper sleep than the rest of you, I would imagine. Flack of all of you, I would imagine, is the least uncomfortable and is just kind of going with it. So those of you who were in the deeper sleep are roused by a shriek from behind the sail. There is a sudden chorus of shrieks as the shadows that Ryleth was using to control the sail now become visible to all of you. Uh, Only Flack had noticed them before, but now you all see that what you thought was wind is in fact this collection of shadow creatures, uh, and they all shriek and they take off in random directions, different directions. They're basically running away and disappear into the ether. Uh, Ryleth is startled by this, and he pulls a sword from inside of his like cloak. You're not sure that he even had that on him, but he nonetheless pulls a sword and readies himself for a fight. And he turns back, and he is like, all of you get ready. Well, There's something coming. Okay. Uh, uh, what's uh, coming? No, I'm I good. I'm just going to sit here. Just squat. <laughs> just like ready position. <laughs> I guess I grab my bow and I, I get peed up and we're kind of, we're ready. And you watch as this green mist is billowing across the water and you start to see the form of a ship materialize. A ghost, a ghost ship. ship. Fuck. <laughs> as it gets closer to you, this is like a big ship. You're you're on uh the the ship that you're on is a single mast boat that's about the size of a speedboat. It it holds the lot of you comfortably. You're not cramped within it. But like a spoon? You you have all I mean, the boat terms now. Is that is that right? A spoon. Did you say spoon? What's the what what is it? A sloop? A sloop. <laughs> a spoon. A I'll commit to it though. Convince Russell. Convince Russell yeah, that spoon is a boat. Damn it's it. world building, spoon. Yeah. Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> a sploon, which is the yeah the mm-hmm. regional term for a sloop. Is there a cannon? There is not a cannon. What kind of boat is this? A boat that was not designed it's to Sea fight. of Thieves, every boat has a cannon. The boat that is approaching you is two-masted. You can see that as it's getting closer. It has sails that are this kind of pale green mist color. The hull, part of it is wood, but part of it is filled in with this green mist as it gets closer, roll perception rolls. I got a natural one just to start the whole thing off. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Critical fail. 18. 10. Uh, 19. 11. Okay, Marjorie, roll a... What do I think ghosts are, Gressel? Roll a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> oh. Five. Marjorie, <laughs> you are frightened. Oh, I hate being frightened. By what you see, because what you see, what all of you see is that the spaces in between the wood of the hull and the sails and anywhere that there is green on the ship itself is like a lattice work of tabaxi ghosts. There's like this swirling vortex almost look of just screaming cat ghosts that have filled in these gaps. The sails are like a rolling scroll of screaming ghosts and the plasma around them. At the helm of this ship 
is a ghost that has a more solid form than any of these other ones that are kind of just like cat face and then like wiggly ghost body. The one at the helm has a full form. It's an old style. It's a foreign style to you, but you can tell that this is a military uniform. It's a similar style of the kind of like folded robe-based clothing that you saw in your visions of Mm -hmm. Ivakome and Makoda and the past tabaxi. This guy has two swords tied in his belt. He has his hair tied in a top knot. He is driving this ghostly ship, and it is getting close to you. Everybody roll for initiative. Got a nat 20. 30, 30, 20. It's always a bummer when you roll a nat 20 on initiative. It's like, would be nice. I'm going uh, first, I guess. Why couldn't this be like Tetris where you just put that one in your pocket? Yeah, 14. save it for another time. 19. I want you guys to know that I almost jumped off the ship because of my fear. <laughs> and I'm deciding not to do that because I don't think it would be very fun to put you in that position. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we're up against here. I mean, we do, but we don't. <laughs> Maybe they're friendly. Yeah, maybe they're giving us, they're escorting us. Like a yeah, but Air I'm Force bewitched by fear, guys. Mm. Yeah. The order is going to be Fletch, Marjorie, Juno, Flack, Ryleth, Zabbis, and then the ghosts. Ryleth, before the fight starts, before the ship gets close enough to engage with you, looks ahead to your path to the parent island. He looks down in his notebook for a second, closes it, puts it back in his pocket, turns back to you and says, do any of you know how to drive? <laughs> No, but I can read real good. Why don't you give me that book? One person does. Good try. Zabbos can drive. <laughs> My eyes just widen. I am proficient in vehicles. <laughs> Zabbos, then, I need you to take the till. Uh, we need to get to the coast as fast as we can. I don't know what this thing is capable of. Uh, so here's how the turns are going to work. Zabbos, mm-hmm. you will get a turn in battle. Okay. But... You're also going to be driving the ship, and some things may happen, and I will just call you out to react to them. Okay. You are driving the boat now. He no longer can, because he is going to have to fight. He wasn't driving the boat. He was telling little ghost spirits, darkness spirits, to drive the boat. He was telling what I imagine those, like, things that come to get you when you die and you're going to hell in the movie Ghost. It was like, those little shadow dudes. I love everybody's different points of reference, because mine are definitely Heartless from Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Mine were Dementors. Mine might be a Dream Demons from Freddy's Dead. Yeah. The ghost ship, Touchstone, could be like the River Styx in Hercules. Yeah. That kind of just, like, mass of ghosts. Yeah. All the green ghosts in Return of the King. Or a ghost ship from Sea of Thieves. Sure. Hey, fam, a couple of us started playing Sea of Thieves. (laughs) So get ready. (laughs) (laughs) So the ghost ship pulls up alongside you and gives you a broadside of cannon fire. Make dexterity saves. Wait, all of us? All of you. Uh oh. <laughs> Seven. Thirteen. Five. Oh, wait, no, eleven. Thirteen. Twenty-seven. Everybody except for Fletch is going to take sixteen damage as grape shot is shot in your direction. Oh no. Dang. Grape shot? We got shot with grapes? Ghost grapes. No, it's just like scatter it's shot. Like, yeah, it's BBs that are oh. about the size of grapes that are shot out of a cannon. Yikes. If cannons were shotguns. And now it is Fletch's turn. So Fletch, the ship has pulled up alongside you. It is about 15 feet. Uh, 
and it is kind of turning around behind you. So it, it came up on one side, broadsided you with this grape shot, and now it is turning behind you to come around the other side. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. And you guys are continuing on a forward trajectory, and it is swinging around your stern to come along from port to come around starboard. Coming on our right side. Yep. So, what do you do? Ryleth, are these friends of yours? Certainly not. What? What? Is, what is this? What, what's happening? It looks like the ghosts are starting to spread somehow, and I don't like ghosts. The ghosts are spreading? Marjorie, it's okay. It's, well, Fun if- fact about me... Not a fan of ghosts, so, um, Zabbis, full speed ahead, get ready for a fight. <laughs> I don't think this boat has a horn. <laughs> That's like a truck. Crested digitation horn. <laughs> I'm proficient in all vehicles, I get them messed up. <laughs> I hope I get to drive a semi by the time this is over. Uh, so the boat is, it's wooden and also filled in with spirits? Yes, it looks as if this was a destroyed boat. That has been refurbished by oh, okay. ghosts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ghosts don't like light. Is it dark? You said the sun hasn't risen yet? It is getting darker. Oh, it's getting darker. As you're getting closer to land, it is getting darker. That's weird. You're unable to tell at this point if it is natural or magical. Do we have anything, Ryleth, that we can toss at them that is fiery? Like, do we have any explosives on the ship, or... Personally, out of grenades right now. Um, you guys are adventurers. This is our first encounter with a ghost ship, though. I'll take my Stormtail bow and shoot it at the boat to try to light it on fire, maybe? So you're going for the wood part? I'm going for the... Uh, yeah, yeah, specifically for the wood part. Yeah. Okay. How far away is the ship? It's about 15 feet. It's pretty close, yeah. Okay. Pretty close. 19? Uh, 19 will hit, yes. Well, okay. Nice. 11, 16. Here's how I'm going to give you a chance. Your goal was to set this on fire. To, yeah, to light something. Okay. Roll a uh, D100. I'll give you a 50-50 shot. Thank you. 50 or higher will be fire. 49 or lower is it doesn't catch. Uh, 76. You get it. It does catch fire. That section of the hull starts to burn. And you see that some of the, the ghosts in that vicinity, uh, there's a loud shriek, and they start to recoil from this at first. Um, the helmsman, the ghostly helmsman, turns the wheel harder. One of the booms swings around, and the ship starts to cut a harder path to loop around you to get back to another broadside. I'm frightened. Right, hold on a second, though. I do have two attacks, so I'd like to... Sorry, Marjorie. <laughs> I'd like to uh, take a shot at the at the captain. Okay. Never mind. I got a net one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Your string snaps. Ow. My lightning string? Yeah, your lightning string snaps. Take five lightning damage. Okay. Wow. Marjorie, it's your turn. You are frightened. You have disadvantage on skill checks and attack rolls. That sucks. These are ghosts and they're pirates. That sucks. Yeah, probably not fun for Marjorie. Marjorie didn't know that she had a thing with ghosts. Now she has a thing with ghosts. It feels like she's bonding with Ryleth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She notices that the fire worked. Pulls out her... Oh, the Dragonheart Locket? Yep, she pulls out the Dragonheart Locket. Casts Firebolt. Okay, I think that is a ranged spell attack, so you will have disadvantage on this. All right. What are you casting it on? Are you shooting it just at the ship in general, or are you trying to hit the helmsman? Ship in general, and I want to hit a different part of the ship than what's already on fire. Okay. You're trying to get one of the wood parts? Yes. 
Okay, so one of the masts is still wood. Perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, middle mast. Okay. The big boy. First roll. This is to. How do, what do I add for magic? Uh, you don't really have a spell casting modifier. Let, okay, so this magical item was created by a wizard. Following that logic, it would be intelligence. Okay, so that's a 21 for the okay. first attempt. This is my disadvantage. Is a net one. Fuck me. <laughs> oh, my oh God. God. Do I? You, if you have an idea for what happens. I don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> Just waiting for our boat to catch on fire. Yeah, because I was going to catch your sail on fire. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I Can I use? Damn it. Marjorie misses, uh, opens up the dragon heart locket, but a... Uh, a spooky comes out. Yes. Um, and I aim it wrong. <laughs> as the ship gets closer to you, some of the ghosts start to peel off in your direction to attack the boat directly. One like of the them... the Final Fantasy VII remake. Fuck that shit. <laughs> one of them rears up and screeches in Marjorie's face, spooking her and causing her to stumble a little bit as she opens up the dragon heart locket. The flame erupting from the maw of this locket catches the sail on your ship and causes it to burst into flame. It is now no, no, Juno's no, no, turn. No, 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 What do you do? Uh, Juno has been watching this ship get closer and sort of come up on them, and it's, he's just sort of been sitting with like a dreamy, kind of dissociated look on his face. Real quick, none of us, do any of us know that... that- Juno's come to this uh, knowledge? I think everybody except for you heard that conversation. Okay, thanks. Juno's got this thousand-yard stare, even as this terrifying imagery has manifested itself, and she just kind of shrugs and says, Team, whatever the Ombracos Trading Company wants to happen will happen. If we're if they want us to die here, we'll die here. Cool, so you're giving up? Whatever. Cool. <laughs> What's the point? Grab your vomit. Flack, it's your turn. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, hey, where uh, in Flack's cheat sheet, there's Mind Sliver and Psionic Blast. Mm-hmm. You added those? Yeah. Isn't Psionic Blast for sorcerers, warlocks, and wizards? On D&D Beyond, it, it had it as a barred option. Okay. Um, But are sails on fire? Your sail is on fire. Is there a bucket? In the boat? Sure, yeah. Boats should have yeah, buckets. Yeah, there would be a bucket in the boat. There's a bucket on me. <laughs> I was about to say, it doesn't... Yeah, but that fills with water. I'm not... Well... We need that. <laughs> okay. Were you trying to fill it with fire? <laughs> no. I just don't want to sink the boat, you know? But I will grab that bucket off of Margin's head and flip it so that it fills with water and then throw it up at the fire on the sails. It was a... Guys, it was a backpack. It's a backpack bucket. That's true. What? Just for the fans of the show who are like, it's a backpack now. Oh, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you do that. The bucket magically fills with water, and you toss it on the sail. You put it out. Cool. Nice job. Yeah. Bonus action, bardic inspiration, everyone. (laughs) Everybody gets a D8 to add to a 20 roll. It is Ryleth's turn now. Uh, Ryleth is going to cross the length of the ship to the stern, where most of you are located, and he is going to confront one of the ghosts that is crossing from the ghost ship to attack you. He swings with his sword, connects, slices it in ghostly half, and it poofs and disappears into a cloud of green smoke. There is a screech, a kind of half-animal, half-human yell as he does this. 
uh, he kind of loses his footing a little bit on the bulkhead, but manages to stay on the boat. However, the next ghost gets a swipe in at him, catches him, and you see that where this ghost touches his armor, it crinkles and burns as if it was touched with acid. Oh. Zabbis' turn. Zabbis, what do you do? You're piloting the boat. Yeah. Currently in front of you is clear water, although there is this green mist is getting thicker and thicker as you approach the land. I mean, I was, I was jealous other people got to use fire before me, so I kind of want to... <laughs> do we even know that? We're, like, guys, what are we basing this on? We're just... What are we basing? Think fire. Oh, just fire on boats. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> It'll distract him, make him do something else. Can I cast Wall of Fire without killing everyone? How far away is the other boat? Now it is probably getting... It's 10 feet away and closing. Oh. If I make a ringed wall 20 feet in diameter, it's a foot thick. Mm-hmm. Could I, like, encircle the boat without, like, fucking us up? Encircle the ghost boat? Yeah. Uh, the ghost boat is is longer than twenty feet, but you could get it for sure. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like with without getting us. Yes, you could. Okay, I, I'm gonna do that. I have to roll though. Yeah, this is a forty percent chance. Yes. Oh so, Jesus! Fingers crossed, everybody. Oh man, on the boat. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's not the first time we've done something crazy like this. It's fine. That's true. Yeah, we're living on the edge. We're about to die. Living on the edge. Um, Aerosmith? Aerosmith. Aerosmith, thank you. Living on the edge. Living on the you edge. You can't help yourself from falling. That song sucks. Yeah, because it's Aerosmith. Yeah. Aerosmith's not good. Uh, 34. <laughs> 34 triggers it. Yeah. Ah, uh, bye. All right, roll it again. Oh, shit. Okay. 82. 82. Okay. The nearest enemy dies immediately. Whoa. What? What? Yep, this is from Anara RM. Thank you, Anara RM. The nearest enemy dies immediately. <laughs> One of the ghosts that is crossing to try to board your ship just dies. How did you kill a ghost? Sabbath the ghost killer. I don't know. I just, I just willed it. <laughs> it just disappears into non-existence. Oh my god. It is going to be the ghost's turn. A couple of other ghosts, though, are right behind the one that just disappeared. They are going to try to get Fletch and Flack. One of them, though, gets too close to the bit of wood that is on fire and catches itself on fire. The ghost caught on fire. (laughs) And starts to scream and disappear back within the ghost ship. Uh, The other gets Fletch for... 10 damage as the ghost reaches out and touches you and this same withering thing happens to your armor. You feel it kind of like tighten around your arm like it shrinks. It almost shrink wraps your arm. It touched me. It touched me. You okay? Am I okay? No, it touched me. Welcome to the hate ghost club. I'm in it. The helmsman is going to fire another blast with the grape shot cannons. Everybody make dex saves. Shit. Ah! I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) Flack is going to take the full force of this shot. Uh, 23. 24. 16. Dex save? 16. Flack, take 18. Oh, boy. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else is good, but Flack gets blasted with a shot. Damn. Let's say it knocks you back. You're on your ass on the deck of the ship. 
it is going to now be back up to Mike, except in front of the ship, rising from the sea, is another ghost boat. No! Oh, look. And it is right in front of you. So, Zabbis, make a reaction roll. Uh, This is going to be a dex roll to avoid it. What was your, what's Bardic Inspiration? (laughs) One D8. You get a D8. Roll a D8 and add that number. Thirteen. Thirteen, you clip the side of the ghost boat, and the same kind of similar wilting happens to the side of your boat. It's almost as if all of the moisture is being sucked out of the wood. Oh my god. And it becomes dry and splintered. You lurch to the side, everybody make a deck save. God damn it. Good job, Gressel. This feels exactly what it feels like to play Sea of Thieves, where it's yep. just nothing but mess up after mess up. <sighs> I rolled a one. Oh no. Oh my god, so many ones today. Yeah, really. What is this, a deck save? Deck save. 13. 14. Ugh, 17. 22. Uh, Zabbis is tossed overboard. No! Oh! There goes Zabbis. That was our driver. Don't sound so fucking sad about it. <laughs> it's Fletch's turn. Uh, I'm going to, I turn around and see Zabbis is gone, and I cast Water Walk on our entire team. That was a very, it's very lucky that Fletch was next. Zabbis, you are instantly tossed from the ship and plunge into the water. When you're briefly underwater, you are surrounded by skeletal faces of tabaxi. Oh, oh, Some oh. are like half decayed. Ooh, uh, they no. are all screaming. That's some dead marsh shit. It's this horrible sound when you're underneath the water. And as Fletch casts Water Walk, you are thrust upward as if someone has yanked your collar <laughs> and you are pulled to the surface. You are now unable to fall beneath the surface of the water. You are walking on it as if it is solid land. Your boat is slowly drifting away from you. There are now two ghost ships. One is much smaller than the other. The helmsman seems to be commanding this one as well. He has his hands outraised. The one the one commander is commanding both ships? It would appear. Interesting. Marjorie, you have ghosts now on your ship. How? Okay. Question one. How far yes. away is Zabbis? Five feet and gaining distance. As you're drifting. Oh, we're not moving very fast? No, no. Now that now that Zabbis is no longer controlling the helm, you've kind of turned. So it sounds like it's not a... Zabbis is going to get on, back on the boat. Potentially. Potentially. He's moving away from you as you're moving forward, but it's currently in this bullet time moment, he's not far away. Okay. Judo, help me get Zabbis. What's wrong with you? Why? Why even... What do you mean, why? Because we're a team, aren't we? We just can die now or, or die when the Omra Coast Trading Company wants us to. Hey! And I go up to Juno. I don't know what's going on with you, man. I feel like I you just don't even met know you. Me. Yeah, that's right. But it's just been across the board, and all of a sudden you're deciding to abandon us at this moment of need? I don't understand what's going on. I don't know. You know. <laughs> this is a faceless empire, and they can just snap their fingers, and your kingdom's gone, so. This doesn't... I thought... Well, there's a face in front of you right now, and I thought she was your best friend. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. That's... That's kind of true. Okay, because Juno is next, you guys can work together on something. Let's... Let's... Uh, let's get... Let's get the elf. Sure, let's last a little longer. Let's... Let's do it. Looks like you got a whip on your hip. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've got I've got a I've got a whip. Yeah, cow boss. Cow boss. Don't you have a lasso too? Yeah. Juno's got a lasso too. So oh. he's going to hand the lasso to Margarin, get out the whip and uh try and hook Zabus with the whip. Okay. Both of you make ranged attack rolls. What do I add to that? Uh your dex. Just my regular dex? Dex and um yeah, because I don't think Margarin would be proficient in lassos. Yeah, no. It's chill, though, <laughs> because I just rolled a 22. That'll get him. Juno rolled a six. Six will not. <laughs> um, Can he redo it? It's a missed attack. You have the Can add Bardic Inspiration, yeah, eight. maybe. But it's, it is the whip of the time. Can oh, I it is the it? whip of the time. <laughs> oh. Oh. I haven't oh, done it yet. <laughs> yeah. The six-second bubble of time reactivates. Uh, Margarine, re-roll your attack roll. Oh, dang. Oh. <laughs> that time I got a one. <laughs> oh. What is happening? Oh, this time I got a 15. Uh, well, 15, get your uh, armor class, Chels. My armor class is 12. So, yeah. Okay, so you <laughs> the whip gets Zabbis, but the lasso gets a ghost. Cool. What does the lasso do, Joel? I forget. It has. It's like magic. It has an effect. Oh, it's just a regular lasso, I think. Oh, well, then nothing happens. It falls harmlessly into the water. <laughs> oh, thank, thank God. goodness. <laughs> but, uh, Marjorie, you lose hold of it, and the lasso drifts away into the sea. We will always have rope. <laughs> <laughs> Juno, you've got Zabbis hooked by the ankle. Oh, by the ankle, great. Because Zabbis <laughs> cannot fall beneath the surface of the water, you are now oh. being dragged like Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, God. At least I'm not getting keel-hauled. <laughs> No, you're not being keeled all. You're in no danger of drowning. However, this okay. is, is not pleasant. Flack, you're next. You've got ghosts around you. You've got two ghosts around you. You've got a ghost ship to your right, and you've got a ghost ship to the front of the boat off the port bow. How close is the big ghost ship with the ghost captain? Ten feet in closing. I'm going to unleash psionic blast on that one, aiming for the ghost captain. That's a destructive wave of mental power in a 30-foot cone, and each creature in the area must make a dex saving throw. Your big magical amplifiers appear behind you and let forth this incredible power cord. I rolled three ones. <gasps> yes. <Ooh>. So, um, <laughs> All of us been drinking the juice. That uh, <laughs> They definitely failed their saves. Um, so that means you take... 5d8 force damage and are pushed 20 feet directly away from me and knocked prone. Oh shit. 20 feet? Sounds like they're gonna go fishing. Bloop. A lot of ones there. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, today. 14. The ship is hit with this blast of energy and it tilts a little bit as it's hit but it manages to write itself uh, sending a, a wave, as it does, back in your ship's direction. Oh. But it's not enough to jostle you off, but you definitely feel it. Zavis, you're kind of hit with this wave, and because it's like being hit with a late wave of land, you hit take oh, two no. damage. It is now Ryla's turn. He's going to grab the tiller uh, and try to get the boat back moving. Wait, did I knock people off the ship? Yeah, you got a couple of the ghosts. Not the captain? Not the captain. Is the captain on our ship? No, the captain is on his ship still. Okay. But the ghosts that were near you, you blow back into the into the ghost ship. So there is not a um, immediate ghost threat on your boat. 
Uh, it is now Ryla's turn. He's going to take this hill and get the boat back moving in the direction of the parent island. Zavis, it's your turn. So I'm, what, tied by the ankle? You're tied by the ankle five feet behind your boat. Okay. You are unable to drop beneath the water, so it's as if you're being dragged uh, along land. Okay. How far am I from baddies? You're about five feet from the hull of the uh, first ghost ship, and there are ghosts basically all around you, including in the water. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to cast Fireball at the ghost ship. Yep. Because it just feels right. <laughs> uh, okay, do you have to roll for it, though? Yep, that's a 30% chance. Uh, man, the, the these higher levels, it's like I got to start using them now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I have to use them, and it's just... Yeah, these enemies are tough. <laughs> it's... Uh, no, we're good. Okay, nice. 8d6 fire. I will roll a save. They failed. 17. That's going to look so cool. While you're being dragged on your back, you extend an arm behind you and just shoot a fireball out in the direction (laughs) of the boat. The rest of you see this large ball of fire erupt from Zabbos's hand uh, and then explode like a bomb on the ghost ship. You hear the screeches of a couple of the ghosts that catch flame and then disappear into non-existence. Ah. The helmsman now turns his gaze in your direction. To me? Yes. How is that guy still there? <laughs> Make a charisma saving throw, Zavis. Oh, 13. <laughs> you feel something like enter your body. Uh. You feel a presence inside of your soul that is not fun. And it is wrestling for control of your body, of your person. Oh. And you get these like flashes of images of this tabaxi in his time, in his life, you get the sense that he was some sort of naval commander or some kind of captain of more than just one ship. He seemed to be an important member of this society uh, just from these little images that you get as he's trying to control you, but you fight him off. Okay. So you just get this sense uh, of this presence within you, but you're able to bully it out of your soul. The other ghost ship, though, is going to send a couple ghosts your way. They are going to uh, attack Margarine. One of them, you're able to dodge its attack, but the other gets you. Ah. Take 13 damage. Dang. You feel your vitality pulled out of you as this ghost touches you. It's not a like physical hurt the way a sore blow or something is. There's something being drained out of you. Like like uh, feeling a syringe. There, it has that same kind of feeling of pull. I uh, don't like it. It is now Fletch's turn, but another ghost ship is rising from the water. Ryleth has to make a reaction. He does not, because he's not good at driving boats under this kind of stress. Uh, everybody make a dex save. Oh. Stop it, dice. Stop it. What? 11. 13. 22. 22. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> 26. 11 is tossed overboard. What? Uh, but you have water walk and you do not fall into the water. You just slam into it as if it were ground. Mm. Uh, take another two. Can I do like a reaction to grab onto the whip? Juno's whip along with Zabbis? Sure. Yeah. Get down to 35 HP. Dex. Saving throw. Stop it. 11. You miss the whip, 
but you're able to grab Zabbis's still outstretched arm from when he cast Fireball. <laughs> okay, cool. So oh, nice. It is now Juno, Whip, Zabbis, Margarine. As you are trailing down the length of the boat, uh, Ryleth manages to steady the boat uh, as he avoids another ghost ship. There are now two ghost ships in front of you and the big one that is pulling up along your starboard side. It is Fletch's turn. Fletch, what do you do? I have one question for you. How long are turns? Six seconds. Six seconds. And how... Okay, six seconds. Thank you. Um, Ryleth, do you know anything about this green mist? Like, is it bringing these guys? Do, do Do you have any info? This is the the ghost curse that's plagued the parent island. I only know that it was getting worse. I didn't think it could get this far out from the source, but that seems to be what's happening. There are protections the company has put in place on the island, but here on the sea, we don't have those. Uh, I wasn't given any of those when I went to see the turtles because the ghosts weren't a problem there. Huh, okay. Where's the, where's the, the leader ghost ship? Pulling up to your right. To the right. So he's, if you like look to your right, he is almost a uh, level with you. If, if you were to look straight to your right, he's only a little bit back and up because he's on a higher, he's on a bigger boat. Is anybody in front of me? Uh, you have a clear shot if that's your question. That is my question. I would like to use gusts of wind and uh, try <laughs> okay. to disperse the gas while also hopefully pushing anybody on that boat in a 60 foot line, 10 foot wide. Okay. I don't know, man. I think that helmsman is just like. Part of the boat. Part of the boat? Yeah. Well, we can knock his little ghosties maybe away. The ghosts that are peeling away from this hull that are kind of going to board your boat are blown back by your gust of wind. The big boat rocks a little bit, but you're unable to dislodge the helmsman from his perch. Okay, but with this gust of wind, it is duration of a minute, so I can hold this for a minute. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> And I'm going to do that. Okay. So I'm just going to... So you're like Luigi's vacuum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keeping ghosts just away. Just blowing as much as I can. And yes. hopefully I want to see what happens like... What what happens because I disperse uh, gas or mist? Or uh, what does it say? Vapors Vapor, or anything like yeah. that? Yeah. So does, it, does anything change when I'm doing that? The ghosts are unable to enter anywhere that there isn't this mist. So you're you're mm. keeping them at bay, okay? For sure, okay. They're unable to get any closer, like within your gust of wind, they can't penetrate that gust. Okay, so this line is sixty feet, so that's a that should push them way back. It doesn't push back the entire boat. You're like tilting the boat off kilter, and you're making it so that it starts to sail, like it starts to sail more to the right away from you. Yeah, okay. At a slow pace, the helmsman is trying to correct that, but he's having trouble fighting against it. But it doesn't just, like, push the boat back 60 feet. But he does have to fight against it. Okay. I'm going to hold this until my next turn. Marjorie, your turn. You are hanging on to Zabbis's arm, being dragged behind the boat. Okay. I'm going to put my turn off. Because I can, I can choose to not yes. go right now and then jump in later on, right? Yes. Cool. I'm going to do that. But before I do that, I'm going to be like, Judo! Judo, help us! Juno, it's your turn. Uh, uh, Juno casts Bull's Strength on himself and, like, pulls on the whip. That's advantage at least, right? Yeah, it's advantage on strength checks. Great, great, great. Which I'm assuming this is. Yes, it would be. Casually just gains a bunch of muscles. Uh, I guess I'll do this. <laughs> He's just muscly Juno. <laughs> Juno just hulks out. <laughs> yeah. Boof. <laughs> 
Yeah, the stupid bardic inspiration. Ooh, big, big deal. 13. With advantage? Oh, yeah. With advantage and bardic inspiration? <laughs> It'll get them closer. You're, you can't pull them into the boat. You're, like, pulling the whip as if it were a rope, and you've managed to get it to where, like, margarine, I guess, if you climbed over Zabbis, you could reach the boat, because Zabbis's foot is now maybe 8 to 12 inches away from the rail of the boat. So he's not able to pull you in. Juno, what's going on with you? This isn't like you. Y- you know, what What are our choices? What choices do we have in this world? To live? To kill. To love a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Ryland? Ryland no. under his breath. Yeah. <laughs> was... We saw those drawings. Neither seemed that appealing. I guess it's Flax's turn. How far away is this boat from us with the captain? It's slowly turning away thanks to Fletch's sustained gust of wind. Fifteen or so feet. I'm going to cast Hallucinatory Terrain, and I'm going to make it look like the water between our ships and the water directly in front of their ship is like a swirling giant drain going down. Because then, I'm assuming, I'm picturing, like, an L shape of those swirls, and then that'll force him to turn and sail directly away from us. Does that make sense? Yes. This definitely gets the attention of the helmsman. You can see, even at this distance, his his ghostly face react uh, as he spins the wheel dramatically to avoid these whirlpools. Uh, he navigates the boat with an expert hand. If these were real, he would easily be able to navigate around them, uh, and he does so. He turns the boat s- significantly opposite your direction to avoid them. Uh, it is now Rylas' turn. Rylas is very grateful for this. He steadies the boat and points it back towards the parent island. You're getting much closer to five docks now. The uh, the mountain, the volcano is is rising. Uh, You can make out detail on the shoreline. You're getting pretty close. You're within a few hundred yards now. What happened to that other boat, though? There are three boats now. Yeah, the two other ones are still ahead of you, Um, but they're they're less of a threat. They're further away. They haven't shot cannons or anything at you, and they are made entirely out of ghosts, except for, like, very, very sparse wooden pieces. They were raised from the ocean floor, it seems like. Marjorie, if you want to jump in... Yeah, so we're being dragged behind this boat. Juno's trying to pull us up, but not... Uh, what From Marjorie's point of view, it looks like he's not putting everything that he can into it. Um, and she's... Obviously, something is up with him. So she starts to crawl up Zabbis' body towards the boat. <laughs> and is screaming at him, You're never one to make half-assed attempts at anything, Juno! This isn't like you in the time that I've known you! And I'm crawling over Zabbis' mouth. Yeah, just imagine your foot just, like, squishing <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Tiny little foot. You're an earnest man. You're someone who lives moment to moment. You choose to help the people around you regardless of their intention. But at the same time, you have this very strong, strict moral code within yourself that's battling constantly. I've known you for... Sh- I've... I've known you for so long. I've... We kissed! Juno, this isn't like you. I know who you are, and this is not you. And I don't know what happened last night, 
But you're not an apathetic man. There's not a drop of you that's apathetic. And I'm trying to, like, climb up the, the just whip. Just mashing my face into... <laughs> dislodging his kneecaps. Yeah. yeah, and, like, I can't go in the water, so I'm just getting smushed. <laughs> we need you right now. Both Zabbis and I need you right now, and the rest of the team. Look around us. There's death everywhere. And I know that you know what that feels like. Save us from that experience. I just like po- I just point to Martrin. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Your like face is smushed between Martrin's foot and the water. <laughs> yeah. Juno, I'm gonna give you a reaction. We've done so much, but what in the end can we do? My my a demigod. My god's not even a god. She's a demigod. She couldn't stop a trading company that wreaks havoc everywhere in the world. And I exploded someone yesterday. All these... <laughs> I don't know what good I'm even doing anymore. But you're my friend, and, and I'll I'll take care of you, and I'm going to pull you in. Uh, sometimes that's all we can do for each other, and that's enough. And Juno's doing his best to, to pull... Uh, okay, you get Martrin in. Martrin, you're in the boat. I hug Juno, and then I help to pull. And you get Zabbis in. Zabbis, you're in the boat. Yay! And it's your turn. <laughs> oh, shit, I was plan. I, like, sitting here, I was mentally planning my turn to, like, I'm gonna try and get back in the boat. <laughs> uh... The big boat is turning away from you now. You've got two smaller ones ahead of you. You're getting closer to the docks of five docks. Shouldn't you drive, Sebas? Yes, probably. <laughs> take over from Ryleth? Yeah. Wait, so if I take over to drive, do I still get to do stuff? Yeah, you could still do stuff. You could still fire off a spell for sure. Are the other boats like heading towards us? Yeah, they're like sailing toward you and How you're sailing toward them. How far away are they? Not far. They're closing uh, less than 20 feet off the tip of the bow. Okay, I'm going to cast Dust Devil on whichever of those two is, like, closer. Okay. I still have to roll for that, but basically it'll, like, push that boat ten feet back if it fails a strength saving throw, and it also takes a d8 bludgeoning damage. But hold on, I gotta roll for Oh, yeah, yeah, for wild magic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wish that we had a Sailor Moon-style power. Where you, like, put a compact forward and then everybody touches the compact and then together our our wills fuse into just light. <laughs> yeah, Gressel is fucking wild magic. Oh, oh my god. Please be All a right. Sailor Moon magic, please. <laughs> Roll it again. The last one was positive. There are positive outcomes. 54. Yeah. 54. This is thrilling. This one comes from Captain Rail. A squirrel tsunami appears. <gasps> what? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Squirrels? Yes. Oh my god. What the... F- Where is ah. the tsunami directed? A massive wave appears in the ocean, and as it forms, you realize that it is not water, but it is in fact a huge wall, uh, like 12 feet plus high, it's growing, of squirrels. They are all chattering, making oh. that 
noise. Yeah. And some of them have acorns in their little tiny hands. Uh, <laughs> some of them do not. Uh, and they, this giant wave of squirrels chittering away crashes over the over both of the ghost boats in your <gasps> way and smashes them to ghostly bits. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That is visually awesome. All of your belongings, uh, every bag that you guys have is full of acorns and walnuts. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> So this is going to include the bag of holding. I was going to say oh, that no. duck no, is don't. full. But that's infinite. Lucky will be <gasps> suffocated. Lucky duck. No. <laughs> that is. See, that, that is, might have ruined the bag of holding. That's like infinite. That's part of the the language of the spell is fills the team's remaining bag storage with acorns and walnuts. What about my pockets? What does that mean for our infinite bag? We'll find out. All your pockets, yeah, are you're just oh filled with God. acorns and walnuts. I got nut pants. We all got nuts pants. Everybody's got nut pants. Nut everything. <laughs> This, this is the Sailor Moon destination. This is our version of that. <laughs> who, who who did this? Oh who God. submitted this? Captain Rail. Captain Rail. Good job, Captain Rail. Thank you so much, and thanks, Abbas, for doing this. The squirrel tsunami appears and smashes these two ghost boats to bits, leaving just a couple of ghosts that are still above water. There's still green mist and everything, but there are no longer two boats approaching you. Ryleth looks on in absolute disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god his jaw dropped and he says I haven't seen that one before <laughs> and it is now uh, the ghost's turn those two that are left are gonna come at you they're gonna attack Ryleth one of them crits his pockets are full of nuts too his pockets are full of nuts this ghost touches him right in the chest and his armor crinkles down and squeezes him he winces and drops to a knee it is now uh, Fletch's turn. Fletch, what do you do? I'm still holding Gust of Wind. Um, okay. <laughs> so, but I want to turn it now. Yeah, I want to turn it. You said the other ships are completely destroyed, so we're, there are no yeah, ships? Yeah, there's just a couple of ghosts now. Okay, so I guess I want to tell everybody, hey, everybody uh, that's going to be in my line of Gust of Wind, get out of the way as I turn it. Swing it around? Swing it around forward. So okay. we'd like to disperse the gas in front of us. Uh, you do that. Everybody ducks. Dude, you're going to cause a squirrel nado now. <laughs> squirrel squirrel oh, nado. No. It's a squirrel water spout. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that we would get a tsunami while on the ocean? Yeah. Nuts. Um, nuts. nuts. Truly nuts. nuts. Uh, you blow the ghost that attacked Ryleth and the other one that swung at him back in the direction of the squirrel wave, catching some of the residual squirrels up in your gust. Uh, and there is a small squirrel water spout that appears. Residual squirrels. <laughs> Residual squirrels. It is now uh, Marjorie's turn. Marjorie, you're on the boat. I am. What is there to do? Good question. You said that there were two remaining ghosts? Yes, but uh, Fletch did just blow them back towards the squirrels. Uh. So the you can see that the large boat with the helmsman is turning back towards your direction, navigating around the hallucinatory whirlpools. The ghosts are peeling off from that boat and heading towards you. All right, Juno, we'll talk later because I know something's going on with you. But right now, we got to figure out what's going on with that guy. Flag, you tried to zip zip zap that guy off the boat and it didn't work, huh? What, the friggin' captain? Yeah. Yeah, that guy sucks. I'm so mad at him. How do we get him... How do we get him subdued? 
Oh, is he still a thing? Can we see that ship still? Yes, you can. It is turning back towards you now. Oh my god. Marta, go fight him. But I made like a barrier of whirlwinds. Yeah, he is um, piloting around them. Marta, go fight him. They're also imaginary, so if he were to just straight up drive through one. But he wouldn't because he's such a good captain. He wouldn't fucking sail into them. And let me just get a good sense of the scale here. I can af- it could affect natural terrain in a 150 foot cube. Okay. So 150 feet across. So just, you know, factor that in on how long it takes him to get around. Can Marta go fight? Marta's a soldier. Can Marta go fight him? <laughs> You're all next in the order. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to, I mean, team I, have a, a, a I have a knife, so I can't do nothing. So I'll, I'll wait. Marjorie's holding. You're getting closer to the docks, and the big ship is starting to turn back to try to navigate the imaginary whirlpools to try to cut you off, to try to get in front of you, swinging out wide and trying to get uh, between you and the docks. As you approach, you're getting close enough to the docks now where you can see there is someone running out on one of the docks. The closest dock to you, there is someone running. This is a very tall figure with white hair. And dark clothing, and he is carrying a lantern of some kind. As you get closer, you hear him yell, Ryleth! And then he throws the lantern in a high arcing toss, and then Ryleth says, One of you shoot that! Okay. I draw my bow. Are we in order still? Or Yeah, go for it. Anybody can do anything. It's reaction time now. Okay, yeah. I'll do it. I'll shoot it. Okay. F-Boys double shot? F-Boys double shot. All right. Advantage. I'll give you guys advantage for this then. (laughs) I got two twos. Michael! (laughs) I will use inspiration that I had from last session. Because what the... Now, does inspiration only do one dice? Yeah, yeah. Two twos. So I would add my plus nine to hit with that crossbow? Yeah, whatever your crossbow is to hit. Oh, well then 26. Okay. Have you used your bardic inspiration, I don't need because you got it, so I, I rolled a five, so... I... <laughs> yeah, but maybe your thing will fuck me up. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, what'd you get? Five plus uh, dex, and so... Uh, sorry, ten. Add your bardic inspiration, because this yeah. is probably your last chance okay, to use I'll it. I'll add my bardic inspiration, then. Thirteen. The thirteen will miss, but the twenty-six will hit. The crossbow bolt sails through the path of the lightning arrow that it missed... Uh, and it catches flame and hits this lantern. The lantern explodes in a brilliant shattering of light. There is a horrible screeching sound from all around you. The green mist dissipates, and the boats, ghost boats, disappear. We did it. Yeah, we're... We go to high-five Ryleth. <laughs> Ryleth doesn't <laughs> high-five. He, he doesn't leave you hanging. He high-five... Ryleth high-fives? <laughs> He, it's kind of half-assed. He's he's not really paying attention to you, but he he's he's like placating you, and because you're shorter, he doesn't give a high five. He's like this. He's like okay, <laughs> okay. It's like a low five for him. Elbow up, hand down. Yeah, it's it's like half high five, half enough getaway. <laughs> it could be a head pat. I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, Ryleth. Since we since we just navigated through that and fought in battle, uh, I feel like we've become closer. Well, I mean, we could use a, a sixth person on the team if you're ever interested. <laughs> no, 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 no. Am I wrong? Am I wrong here? I'm wrong? All right. Just me. You're misreading it. <laughs> I think I'm letting my emotions get in the way of Read the room, logic. Fletch. Yeah. Okay. I'm wrong. Rylus says, I have a steer us towards that dock. All righty. 
and Zabbis pilots you in to the closest dock where you land and you are greeted by the tall albino elf who you saw in the guild hall. <sighs> Yay! <I don't> <laughs> Hey everybody, Russell here with a few great announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 95 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram, or email us at D&D&Dpod at gmail.com. I want to say thank you to some of our patrons. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Nason. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zingo. And thank you, Chaos Rose 17 Thank you so much to all of our patrons for your support of the show. We really appreciate it, especially through all of this. If you are able and willing to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash dndndpod, where for as little as a dollar a month, you get early access to episodes. We are getting very close to the end of season three, and you know what that means? Another D&D&D&D discussion episode. If you have a question about the show, about this season specifically, or about the show in general, email us at dndndpod at gmail.com with the subject line dndnd3. And we will consider responding to your question when we do our special discussion at the wrap of this season. A lot of great questions when I did a little Twitter Q&A the other day, the other week, and some of those we will revisit. Uh, But if you have not submitted a question and have a question about the show, uh, email us again with the subject line DNDNDND3. Still plenty of action this season. Don't worry about that. But we are nearing the thrilling conclusion of the Oyakoto arc. So, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Looking forward to closing out this story with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply you guys uh, and heading into the next one in the latter half of this crazy year uh, but until then that's it for me thanks everybody do what's fun he says quick back up to the university we have a lot to discuss is it going to be another thing that just destabilizes my whole world bring it on just tell me now and he looks at you and he says Brixen Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now Marjorie gets it. Oh, oh, she puts her hand on Juno's thigh, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's because of the height. height. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks. Without any other acknowledgement of you guys, uh, the man that you assume to be Avalor turns and starts to walk back down the dock. Ryleth quickly falls in step behind him. And you are making your way back towards the city of Five Docks and up the path to the University Castle, which is nestled into the base of the volcano. As you do, the scene you see before you is different from when you were first in this city, where people were kind of boarded, uh, had boarded up windows, were hiding within buildings. What you see now is business going about somewhat as usual, except Anywhere there is a group of tabaxi, people going from shop to shop, 
people moving from building to building. They are surrounded by a retinue of guards in Ombre Coast gear. Uh, this is similar to the armor that you saw the Tabaxi have at the Tortal Temple, except these are not Tabaxi. These are a smattering of different races, mostly human or dwarf. You don't see any halflings. And there's the occasional other sentient race, a half-elf or an elf here or there. Any gnomes? No gnomes. Mostly uh, humans or dwarves. Is that these are the people in uniform? These are the people in uniform. And they do not have that hand symbol on them. They have the quartered shield of the Omercross Trading Company. They're, they're wearing more like gambesons, like simple, like long armor that have this sigil on them. And they are all carrying around pole axes with these lanterns on them. And they seem to be escorting people around. You also notice that anywhere that is not directly in uh, a given radius around one of these lanterns, the air is thick with green fog, almost so much so that you can't see through it. And every once in a while, as you look around past the glow of one of these lanterns, you'll catch a glimpse of a skeletal cat face. Things seem to have gotten better in the sense that people are able to move around, but worse in the sense that they are constantly under the threat of these ghosts now and it seems to no longer matter if it is night or day you don't know what time it is but it is dark there are ships in the docks that's another difference from last time you were here all five of the docks are active there are large like pot-bellied galleons that are docked and being loaded with things there are crates that are labeled different stuff you see some fan boats that are laden with uh, sacks of beans that are being loaded onto some of these ships you watch as one of the ships starts to sail away and when it crosses the threshold of the radius of one of these lanterns it is attacked by another (laughs) ghost ship and you can watch as you're walking up the path to the university, uh, you see this ship go down. Oh, oh Jesus. No. Wow. So you're saying despite despite the dangers, they've reopened for business. Oh, no, Joel, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking, no. too. <laughs> I know, I was, too. Art imitates life. Oh, despite oh god and you're gonna go talk to fucking academics who are warning (laughs) against it (laughs) yeah checks out why didn't they take a lantern on the boat dummies the lantern seems insufficient it took you destroying one of the one of them to clear a path yeah to clear a path oh Juna's, by the way, gonna just heal everybody uh with a a prayer of healing oh thank you and oh thanks it'll be Y'all can have 17. Nice. Very nice. Thank you. Wow. Big get. You're going up this path following Ryleth and Abelor up to the university that is built in, it is this multi-tiered castle built into the side of this once dormant volcano. You are unable to discern uh, if it is active or not at this point. To your left, as you follow this path, uh, you get to where you're following along some of the cliff sides of the volcano. It is rock. There is a vague warmth to it. You can feel that as you walk past it. There are trees and plants that are lining the path. As you approach the castle, you get into the first courtyard of the castle as you cross its first gates, and you are greeted with a very interesting uh, statue. Mm-hmm. 
It's a sculpture that seems to be made out of pure magical energy. Uh, each element, magical element, is used uh, as if colors in painting it or colored clay. Uh, it's a still image. It's, it's frozen in place as if a statue. It's not kinetic or moving, even though there is some kind of buzzing of that energy. And it seems to depict a powerful tabaxi mage doing battle with a terrible dragon. <laughs> you recognize the mage. You've seen him in visions. This is what you imagine to be Ivakome. And this statue is hanging about four feet above the ground. So it is floating. And overall, it's about 15 feet high. It is stunningly impressive. It's, it's very striking. It draws your eye immediately as you enter this courtyard. And it's pretty much the only thing that you can focus on. It's bright and glowing. And it is basically lighting the entire courtyard. Cool. There are posts all over with baskets full of some kind of pitch in them, and they are all burning with different colors, uh, giving off a like herbal smell that seems to be creating some sort of barrier or some sort of warding. So none of this green mist is penetrating the walls of the castle. Mm. You walk through this courtyard and you walk past this statue, and each color of magic is giving off its own radiating its own kind of energy so if you're close to a blue it feels cold if you're close to a red it feels warm oh. um if you're close to a, a green you get kind of like the smell of freshly cut grass mm. um it's a very multi-sensory experience of being near the statue margarine and um flack can like walk under it oh wow uh there there's no pedestal or base it is suspended in the air you walk across this courtyard to a um small building uh, topped with one of those uh, shingled uh, sloping roofs that you see on each tier of this castle. Uh, and the sign outside this building says Office of the Provost. You walk in and you see no tabaxi inside and Avalor takes a seat behind the large desk and he has clearly set up shop in here for himself. He sits and he turns and looks at you and he just waits. Ryleth takes a stance behind him in the corner, not dissimilar from the way that Dwight Schrute would hover behind Michael Scott. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, nice uh, floating statue of Madeiras out there you got. Got out there. The Eva Comey? Eva Comey fighting Madeiras, right? Oh yeah. We can't say that these tabaxi have done nothing impressive in their time here. This is the first thing you've said to us and it was... A little, a little bit racist. <laughs> Wait, so if you're a provost, is this still a school? I haven't taken over administrative duties of this quote-unquote school. Academic activities have been suspended by order of the company for the time being to focus on the problem at hand, which is the only reason that you are here at all. The only reason we've tolerated your activities on these islands once learning of them. So you you need us for your ghost busting? Yeah, what do you what do you need us for? Why didn't you just kill us? It's a good question. As much as it pains me to say, it seems that the academics, and he says that word with visible disdain, are telling me that the problem at hand cannot be solved by Ryleth and I due to your bad attitude, certain conditions. It's just it's just attitude. I think it's attitude. Yeah, who hurt you? I know, like seeing. Flack and I naked might have hurt you, but we didn't. That wasn't 
intended. Did we hurt you? Believe me, I have seen much more traumatizing things than a naked gnome and a naked wood elf. So what's the big deal here? Why do you hate us so? Yeah, man, we've all seen each other naked. We should be cool. I haven't seen you two naked. Have I? <laughs> no, I would have remembered that. We'll just let you live in that world. Finally got some life out of Juno. Yeah. <laughs> That's very appropriate. That's what did it. <laughs> well, you said naked, so. Have I? <laughs> Boy, that's funny. <laughs> um, can I roll perception to see what yes. Ryleth's, like, what what kind of a sense I get from it, Ryleth? It probably doesn't matter because yeah. I rolled a 13. Well, a 13 will show you that he is, he's watching you guys. He's not watching Avalor. He likes us now. More relaxed than you've, you've seen him. He's definitely more relaxed than he was on the boat. Mm. He is more relaxed at the university than he was uh, during your walk. You know that he does not like ghosts. He He's kind of just leaning against the corner of the room. Uh, he has his arms crossed and he is just watching you guys unblinkingly. Hey, hey Avalor. Uh, I think you owe us something, because we saved your buddy here from ghost ships. <sighs> Weren't for us, this guy would probably be dead, thanks to ghost ships, because the protections that I'm assuming you had something to do with didn't extend out into the sea. And then the ghost ships came and almost killed uh, killed little Tad here. Yeah, I feel like we've proved our worth. And yeah, we'll, we'll cooperate as long as you hand over the mirror shard. Yeah, just give us the mirror shard, man. I have received authorization from my superiors that should you complete the task which you are about to be assigned, we are authorized to turn over the artifact that you seek. However, your actions against our wishes in Night's Pass do not make us friends. That was so long ago. Why are we talking about old shit? Come on. It was three years ago, dude. We didn't necessarily <laughs> want to be your friends anyway. Well, good. At least in that, we agree. No, you wanted to be our friends. You're, you are so hurt right now. Hey, you showed your cards. It appears that you have brought us an unexpected gift as well. He uh, snaps his fingers and some servants bring in the chest with Borned. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. We fucking had that turtle in a box. He didn't get to see any of the ghosts. Ryleth has told me that your actions have prompted an insurrection among the turtles against the tabaxi. Our actions? We weren't the ones who stole their leader. You put him in a box. Yeah, dude. Yes. And now we can ransom him back. He's a stortle because we stole a turtle. All right, bud. We're negotiating right now, so I'm going to have to ask you to keep that inside. I take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? That's a person in that box. He doesn't look like me or you, but that's a person. And you want to use him as currency, as capital? Absolutely, he is a use. No, I get that. What, hey, you also need to keep it inside. Hey, Fletch, come here, Sorry. come here and hang out with me. Okay, I walk over to Fletch and stand there with my uh, hands in front of me and just my head down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you see, what you didn't know was that the force that we took the turtles with was designed to be of a strength that could be easily overwhelmed if they were to organize and rebel. <laughs> What? I'm so oh, what? To like teach them? A yeah, lesson? what? This is a like, lesson. Oh, they can if they had all, if they had all just work together, they could. You're just helping them out. How does that get you more beans? What? Because what we are what? now going to do is we are going to return their leader, as well as the 
Tabaxi responsible for taking their island. And he reveals that he has Raxus in chains. Shocked that he's not in a box. He brings out Raxus, who is chained up, has his mouth bound, and is like, is struggling. And he says, you see, we need the turtles on our side to manufacture the beans, but we need five docks for the shipping lanes. So we are going to blame this little takeover attempt on a few fringe actors from the tabaxi and uh, throw Mr. Raxus here completely under the bus, so to speak, and turn him over to the turtles to do with as they please. Now, there is the matter of the multiple lives that the tabaxi currently are afflicted with, so we don't want them to simply kill him. We don't know how many lives he has left, and he has been surprisingly resistant to means of extracting that information. It's possible he himself does not know. Therefore, and Abelor goes over to Raxus, looks him up and down, I have been studying some of the books here at the university. They have a surprisingly extensive collection on medical study and, and, and biology of tabaxi anatomy, and I believe that I have figured out a way to solve the resurrection problem. This guy's a pervert. Are you about to dissect a cat to get him to talk? Because that sounds like academia, man. Fortunately, some of the past professors here have performed those unpleasant experiments uh, so that I don't have to. You see, I already know that I can do this. And he hits Raxus very specifically in several different specific spots. And Raxus goes limp and falls to the ground and is no longer making any noises. But his eyes are open and alert and look panicked and are looking around. And he says, and now Raxus is completely helpless. We can turn him over to the turtles and they can hold him hostage or, or torture him or do whatever they need to do to keep the bad tabaxi at bay. Hey, Gressel, is there a role that I can do to try to memorize exactly what he just did? That's a cool idea. Sure. Oh. Insight. Let's do an insight roll. I rolled my dice outside of my dice box. Can I re-roll it? <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. Wow, fuck you, dice. It's like, yeah, you want to re-roll? I'll give you the same number. Ten. You only get like the first two hits. We'll find out what that does. <laughs> this gesture of goodwill will ensure that the valuable beans will be flowing for the company. However, that only solves half of our problem. The other half is this issue here on the parent island. And as I have already insinuated, and I believe Ryleth has already told you, this is where we unfortunately need your help. I don't think anyone's ever wanted her help. It's always just unfortunately. <laughs> just circumstantial. You're the only ones here. If you're all about plans within plans, what did you even want in Night's Pass? Did you even want to take out the beacons? Like, was that all a recruitment tool for us? Night's Pass was not our operation. Without getting into too many specifics that you don't need to know, there are members of our organization who are less than. One of these creatures was able to convince our superiors to give him an operation, and it was horribly bungled. It was defeated by the likes of you, something that myself or Ryleth or one of our order would not allow. It now sits as a statement against giving such assignments to those vile things. What do you mean, things? A Batman? Yes, one of the Batmen. 
Kilmer? Got to bring Batman back in from the one time we used the Batman transition. I assure you, when we are in charge of an operation, they do not fail, which is why you are alive and why you are here and why you will succeed in the task you are about to be given. Thanks for that vote of confidence. It actually does feel pretty good. <laughs> After all that he said about unfortunately this and unfortunately that, and you guys are a pain in our sides. That's how they get you. He's just, he's putting us down and then being like, yeah. <laughs> also you're great. And now we're, we're so grateful to him. Mm-hmm. I'm buttered up. What do, you, what do you need us to do specifically? We need you to enter the volcano, confront the dragon Medeiros, and end this curse. Oh, All that's right, it? easy. <laughs> Got it. Why can't anybody in your company do it? Why, yeah, why, can't anyone, why can't anyone else do it? There are circumstances of this particular fight. Are you scared of dragons? <laughs> no, I have slain several dragons, believe oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've slain several dragons. Yeah, I'm so bet. strong. Do you have a girlfriend, too, in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Roll nature. All of us? Wait, who? Any of you. Yeah, nope. Oh, not me. Nine. Eight. That's a one. <laughs> Six. Oh, my God. Yeah. None of you can tell uh, the proof that he has for that statement. Damn. I'm so curious now. There are circumstances with this particular dragon uh, who the academics are telling me is closely associated with the sun that preclude me from entering that volcano. Oh. oh. Well, now I feel bad. Why is that a bad thing? He's albino, dude. He'll, oh, he'll burn, burn to a crisp. Oh, I just wear a hood or something. Jeez, <laughs> sunscreen. It's it's not that simple. There, it's not. Um, uh, mm, what's the dragon have to do with the ghosts? That whole rundown. You best speak to the professors. I think that they'll be able to communicate that language in a way that you'll better receive. Because for me, I just get incredibly upset. These people allowed this to happen. The arrogance that it took to cause this whole situation is just beyond the pale. And, you know, they had the, these islands had so much potential and they squandered it. <laughs> they built a university. Yes, and they've been hoarding this knowledge here for themselves instead of applying it directly across the world, instead of trying to impose the good that they've been doing, allegedly. They've just been collecting and collecting and collecting. So, like, they don't share anything they learn. I mean, I kind of get that. Yeah, their their arrogance, man. I, I couldn't stand if someone thought they could do. <laughs> they know what I should do with my place that I live. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Progress must proceed. You will find them in one of the laboratories uh, in the Greater Castle Building, and they will be able to fill you in. I have to deal with the fact that we cannot get a ship out of this port anymore. Yeah, we saw one go down on our way in. You see that? The whole crew died. Yeah, they probably all died. Crew can be replaced. Oh. Crew expendable. Who's crewing them? Who's crewing those ships? Tabaxi? Uh, No, the Tabaxi are afflicted with this horrible curse, and when they die, it just makes things worse. How is that worse when they come well, back? Well, there might be a magic No, associated. they turn to ghosts. Yeah. They leave something behind. <gasps> that's why they were being used to fix the ships? Okay. Oh, yeah, Ghost? yeah, they, they were filling in the gaps, yeah. Yeah. The silence cursed, guys. I have nothing more to say to you. 
you have three days to complete this mission, or we will find you and find someone else who can complete it. Okay. okay. Right. We'll yeah. see you later, quote unquote, Dragon Slayer. Or else we'll get what fired from our job we're doing for free. <laughs> uh, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're getting the mirror shard. That's payment. We're getting a mirror shard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I definitely believe they're going to give us that. Oh, yeah, and I, I, after he says that, I look at Ryleth, like hopefully, trustingly. He does look back at you, Marjorie, and he just kind of locks eyes. Mm. And Ablor says, Come, Ryleth. We have to go back to the turtles and uh, smooth that over. At least we won't interrupt the supply chain for the beans. Hey, uh, secret rings, and I know Ryleth can hear it, right? Ablor's going to be able to hear it too, dude. I, yeah, but dude, go for I it. need to go for it. I don't know that. So <laughs> I say in secret rings as they leave, Ryleth, don't play second fiddle to this guy. I see you being all submissive. You're better than that. Remember that. And Avalor says, he's not. Oh, ah, damn it! Not yet. Not yet? Avalor waves a hand, and the limp Raxus floats, <laughs> and the chest with Born floats, and they leave. He's not what? Wow, cool, guys. We don't even care about Raxus. He's not what? Why did he say he's not? You heard it on the secret rings, right? I... I... Oh, Margarine. You lost Margarine. Margarine. What? That's not good. Those rings are crucial to the way we operate. Oh my god, they absolutely are, now that I think about it. Wait, I, we need to go guys, chase I after Ryleth. I lost my ring. I didn't... Why oh did I my. lose my ring? Flack, dimension door and grab it. <laughs> I don't know, I, dude. dude. I Somebody. actually... I mean, they just left, right? Yeah. When did I lose my ring? I think it was when he... You know what? Thinking back, I think it's when he put you to sleep on the boat. That fucker. Uh, Invisible Servant. I cast Invisible Servant, and I tell that servant to go get that ring. Okay. And over the rings, I'm like, can Ryleth still hear me? I don't know. Man, I don't know what to do. What's my Unseen Servant do? So you cast your Unseen Servant. It leaves the room. You see the door open and close behind you. Some time passes, and the, the door opens again and closes and there is a like crumpled up wad of paper floating along <laughs> that goes to you, Flack, and just sits there in the air. I open it. It says, nice try. <laughs> I thought about pushing him off the boat during that battle. Now I'm catabumped, you did it. He stole from a thief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, he didn't kill my family. That was a Membreverisk, and we killed him twice. And my family died because milk costs too much. <laughs> oh, we can't sell your milk. Guess the green points have to die. <laughs> wow. Let me put it that way. D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com.
D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D. Wait, okay, hold on. Hold on. World 2 is actually World 1. Is Yanathan my Uh, dad? Am I the heir of Earthadar? It's more like both worlds are World 1. And then we're we're, We're world world 3. 